0: Hello, superstars. Welcome back to another round of Awesome Overflow. As you know, every month we get together to share with you a little bit more of the awesome that's going on in our life, stuff that didn't make the show either because uh, we just didn't have time to get it in, or maybe it's stuff that we don't necessarily want to put onto the Friday shows, whatever it is. This is just the overflow of conversation that we didn't get to in the regular Friday episodes during the month. So this is our Awesome Overflow for February 2020. I so. I simply cannot believe this month is already, it's so, it's basically over for all intents and purposes. I really feel like one of the um, hallmarks of getting old is where just every single month you just say it over and over, I can't believe this month is over, I can't believe. Can't believe it's almost <laughs> spring, I can't believe school's almost over. Yeah, so it's so boring, but it's true, I genuinely <laughs> can't believe it. Um, I am here with Rebecca today, hello Rebecca. Hi. Okay, we have some things that we're going to kind of update you on and um some conversation as well about our thoughts about maybe the intersection of reality TV and influencer culture. We're going to get to that here in a few minutes. But Rebecca, let's start off with you. You have a very happy update to your ongoing love affair slash saga of Harry Styles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, careful, you can't call it a love affair. I'm trying to well, make yes. sure I am uh not crossing any lines <laughs> with my obsession. <laughs>
0: well obsession. Well let's I'm just gonna I was trying to avoid saying obsession, but we can use the obsession okay. if you want to. <laughs> it sounds better than love affair. Oh goodness.
1: So I mean, it's no secret. I've been confessing and confiding to you superstars for months now that I have developed this obsession with Harry Styles and his fabulous music. And I was so upset in the last overflow that I recorded because I am not going to be around when he is at the Philadelphia show. He's going yes. on tour, and I somehow had it in my head that, oh, my goodness, he's going to be so close. Of course I should go. How can I make it work since I'm not going to be around? Well, my husband for my birthday surprised me with tickets for me and two of my friends to go see him in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be a little bit of a drive from where I am in eastern pa but we're gonna trek across the state we're gonna make it a little girls getaway and we are so excited i'm just thrilled i'm just thrilled but i have to tell you a little story and if you follow me on instagram you saw this play out and warning this might make it into a confessions episode at some point (laughs) but i majorly embarrassed myself when i shared this news on social media So, I posted in celebration of this glorious gift. I posted a picture on Instagram with kind of a lengthy caption and also sent that over to my personal Facebook profile. The picture was of my girlfriends who are attending the show with me and a very
0: poorly photoshopped harry styles (laughs) (laughs) yep I, i i'm bringing the image up in my mind because i did see it and i thought it was hilarious yes
1: it was hilarious it was perfect and then i share that my husband gave me this gift for my birthday and then i gush about him and the card that he that what he wrote in the card because he took All of Harry's lyrics and song titles, and he put them in this card. Guys, it was just, like, the best gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nate really, he really outdid himself and set the bar high for all gifts, especially surprise gifts, for many years to come. For sure.
1: But... Let's fast forward just a little bit. (laughs) I'm talking to my parents on the phone in honor of my birthday. And my mom wants to know who's the other like kind of crazy looking woman that is in this picture with me and my girlfriends that I posted on Facebook (laughs) and Instagram. She did not realize that it was a poorly photoshopped picture of Harry Styles. Now, I will admit it's not like the most flattering picture of harry styles his hair is kind of crazy and his face is like excited looking and if you didn't know like if you didn't have like an intimate knowledge of what harry looks like like you may look at this and be like this woman is a little bizarre looking who
0: is this <laughs> my face hurts her laughing so much over this
1: <laughs> i even meg I even had a follower reach out to me later, and she told me that she admitted to tapping on the photo to see if I had tagged that woman because she wanted to deep dive their profile because she's like, this person seems a little crazy looking. What is up with this lady? And everybody thought it was a lady. Like, nobody thought it was, like, some other mystery man. Everybody thought it was a woman. Okay, good, good, good. But Meg, it gets worse. Because then my dad gets on the phone and he's talking to me about my birthday. And then he says to me, so did Nate mean everything that he wrote in that card? Because it seemed a little intense. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. People people are not just assuming and realizing that these are the lyrics and the song titles to Harry's albums. Like, yeah duh Rebecca why did you not think of that
0: Meg I Uh, uh, I will admit when I read the the card I I even I at first was like wow that that does I mean I don't know Nate in person but we've spoken several times this doesn't sound like Nate but I it took me till probably the last few lines and I was like oh I see what he did so yeah uh,
1: allow me to read for you (laughs) what I posted on social media Saying that my husband wrote to me. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's just let's just revisit this, okay? Let's
0: revisit. Here we go.
1: To my sweet creature.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Starting off strong. Being married to you is like stepping into the light. Your kisses are like watermelon sugar. <laughs> It must be a sign of the times. I adore you, yeah. Nate.
0: Yeah. When, oh. I, when, I, when I read <laughs> Sign of the Times, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. But yes, I, it had me going there at the beginning. The sweet creature thing was, yeah.
1: Meg, I'm mortified. <laughs> I mean, out of oh. context. This is one of the gushiest, most bizarre love letters to ever like <laughs> post online for everybody to read for my aunts and uncles to read on facebook why did i why Why did I think that people were gonna know what this was? <laughs> I gave zero context of. And he, I didn't explain. I, I just said, and look at what he wrote in the card. End. The end. Full stop. I didn't say he pulled from lyrics of Harry's songs. No, I just assumed that everybody would instantly
0: know. You have been living in a Harry-centric world for so long that you genuinely forgot that the, the, the average person on the street, particularly those of us who are maybe 35 or older, don't know like everybody
1: i interact with on social media
0: (laughs) don't speak fluent hairy ease in our regular day-to-day life
1: (laughs) it was so embarrassing so thankfully okay so i went in after i realized this and i edited the post to give some context but by that point, like it had already been seen by the people it was gonna be seen by. I went on Instagram stories and I shared my horror. But like I didn't clarify anymore on Facebook. I should have done like a follow-up post. Like, Aunt Bev, I apologize for what I subjected you to read. It's not what you thought.
0: <laughs> oh God oh gracious. Gosh. That it's so is hilarious. I feel like you're still cringing about it, like, well, I, yeah, all I these am. weeks later.
1: <laughs> I am, I am, and I'm sure that someday when I share
0: this on the Friday
1: episode, I'll be cringing all over again. It's just, uh it's just really kind of embarrassing.
0: <laughs> it's so, it's so funny though, um and I love that your dad was like, "That seems really intense." That I, you know what, Rebecca's dad, that was a good word for it. Yes. <clears throat>
1: Yes, exactly that. But I'm excited. I'm going to the concert. I'm very, very happy. Harry's continuing to release new music videos and have other performances leading up to it. It's all been great fun. I stand by the fact that I... be. Came obsessed with One Direction and Harry Styles at the exact perfect moment in time, even though it was literally like a
0: decade late. <laughs> a decade late, but obviously exactly rightly rightly on time? No, exactly on time for where you needed to be to get in on this. I'm so excited for you and jealous in the most loving way possible. This is gonna be a very epic trip. So yay! yay! And I'm sure. I'm sure we can follow along when the time comes on the Instagram. Oh, right? most, most definitely. Most definitely. Sure. Oh, you have such a good overflow this month. Mine is not from a place of um, excitement about an upcoming venture trip. And and it's not really cringy either. It's
1: <laughs> well, but that's good. Mine,
0: mine comes from a place of frustration. Rebecca. Oh,
1: oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We're here. Le- okay. Le- Lean on us. What's the problem?
0: I need feedback from you and from our superstars. I am on the absolute struggle bus when it comes to what my one simple, I thought, goal for this first, you know, like we started out the year with like how to how to start out the year, three steps. And I was like, I'm going to make over my mornings. I have one goal is that I want to be able to get up and get dressed myself, fully dressed, ready for the day. By the time I go out the door for school drop-off, we leave at seven forty in the morning and Rebecca out of this past month, let's just say out of February, I would say that that has happened exactly one time. I still cannot seem to make the breakthrough to actually getting out of my, you know, it's usually like pajamas or it, or maybe it's just like, you know, like cold weather, like sweatpants or whatever, I am not making the transition to getting fully dressed. And I'm so frustrated with myself. I will say that I tried talking this through with Kyle. He is a very, very efficient person. And I usually go to him with like my breakdowns in efficiency, like help me know, how do I do this? And his solution is one that I feel a little resistant about. So I'm going to run it past you. He's like, I do not understand why you do not just get ready as soon as you get up, just like get up right then, if you have to lay out your clothes, whatever, don't drink coffee, don't eat anything, do not pesco, just get dressed right then. And I feel really resistant to that. I'm like, I guess I don't do that because I don't want to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that like is my motto about lots of things in life. Why is it my house cleaner? Because I don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, well, but, okay, just talk. Uh, step back here a little bit. What is your motivation for wanting to be fully dressed? Are you also, like, wanting to,
0: like, are you taking a
1: shower in the morning?
0: No. I never shower in the morning because of my hair situation okay. with curly girl and the products. And it's just too, it takes way, way, way too long, first of all, to do the shower and the routine. And then it takes forever for my hair to dry. So right. I only wash my hair twice a week. And that's when I take a full shower, uh-huh. and it's always in the evening. Okay. So in the mornings, though, I do take a very fast, like just like a rinse-off bath, and just like armpits, private parts. Yeah. Wash the face. Fresh start on the day.
1: And and you do that in the bathtub? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you do you. Okay. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay. I could do it in the shower. That is true. I'm just – I don't know. Our bathroom upstairs, like, I just – it has all of my getting ready stuff in it and blah, blah, blah. Like, our downstairs – oh, this is so dumb. Our downstairs bathroom is, like, the main bathroom also that guests use. So, we try to keep it, like, really – like, we don't keep products out in there. Um, It is just, like – it's just the bathroom. Sure. So, all of our – our upstairs is where all of the getting ready Stuff is. So and then, I'm just lazy and I don't want to carry my stuff down and then carry it back up.
1: And Oh, okay. And <laughs> and is there only a shower downstairs? There's no shower
0: upstairs? That's right. Yes. Remember uh, Old House problems. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Okay. old house problems. Okay. Upstairs we have a clawfoot bathtub, which I thought was so beautiful and darling and charming when we bought this house. Um I am tired of it, but that's what we have. It's a clothfit tub, no shower situation in there. We keep thinking someday we'll put a shower attachment in there and blah, blah, blah. It hasn't happened in eight years. And downstairs, there is only a shower. It's like a little shower stall.
1: Okay. And And you don't want to keep face wash and soap in that shower?
0: Right. We don't keep it in there because it has, it's like a glass door shower. And we just want to keep everything looking really nice and tidy downstairs in that bathroom it's actually one of the only tidy rooms
1: i was gonna say is the rest of your house that spotless like i don't think guests are gonna walk in and be like oh my word there's shampoo (laughs) in this shower
0: (laughs) no no none of the rest of the house is tidy maybe that's why i feel so protective of it it's like her one little Like, I can walk in there and be like, this is lovely. And it's like, it's like a six foot by six foot (laughs) space.
1: Okay. I know I'm like, you probably think I'm like, well, Rebecca, this is not the point. Like, where I keep my bath products and how I'm actually bathing (laughs) is not what we're talking about here. But it is revealing some cracks in your story a little bit, I
0: think. Well, okay. That's fair. Listen, I told you I need help. I need the awesomes to be like, let's fix this problem. How uh, okay. How can we make this better? But Okay. So you okay.
1: are waking up and you are eating and drinking your coffee and then you're doing this like little splash bath and getting dressed in your ideal world.
0: Yes, essentially. Because, again, Kyle's like, just get dressed right when you get up. And and my resistance is when I wake up, I like a little buffer time. I like to drink my coffee. I like to just, like, kind of wake up to the world. I don't want to move into efficiency mode right away. And he's like, well, there's your problem. You can't (laughs) – if you're not going to be efficient, then you can't be efficient. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. So on days when you're not getting, like, dressed for the day – When you are when the system is breaking down and it's not happening how you want, then are you coming home from drop off and then doing like your splash bath and getting
0: dressed? Yes. Yes. Yes to all of that. And so my my motivation for wanting to get dressed is because before I leave the house, is because that takes time. Like once I do drop off, I even though I do have Nico with me, obviously, I'm moving into more like work mode. I'm um, you know, either doing actual like housework stuff or sort of awesome work stuff for our rosary business. It's like, it is actually my more efficient time. So I, it feels like a waste of that time of that kid free time after drop off. If I am using that time to get dressed, to, yes. you know, okay. rinse off and get dressed. I
1: understand that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, my own system is that I get up, a- at some point before I leave the house to take the kids, I put clothes on and then I come home after dropping off the kids and then I take a shower and get ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm <clears throat> doing what you don't want to be doing. So I don't right. think I have good advice for how to transition <laughs> unless it would be to, like, just change your expectations
0: or yeah. like, get up earlier. Well, here's the thing. And that's and I, OK. So the, the this is the Nico part of the problem. Is that he wakes up very early between usually between four forty five and five
1: thirty. That's disgusting. Yes, I
0: know, I know, I know. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't like it, but that's where we are. So you're waking up for the day
1: at four forty five?
0: If he wakes up at four forty five, then yes, I'm up for the day at four forty five. For sure. But even if he doesn't wake up at 445, I usually get up around five. That's when the girls like to get up as well. They don't like to, but that's when they get up on school mornings as well. So I'm getting up and I'm getting people up and those types of things at five. So the other part of the Nico problem is that he is in the height of separation anxiety. So if I even walk past him through the room and I don't stop and pick him up or, you know, if heaven forbid I leave the room, he just like falls apart. And so if I'm up early and I don't know, I just, uh, I feel like I have to keep him sort of pacified so he's not having a meltdown first thing in the morning and, you know, waking up the twins, waking up Kyle, all of these things. So then it's like, do I, okay, if I did do this system the way Kyle suggested that I do it and just get ready first thing and Nico is awake, am I like, do I take him in the bathroom with me while I'm getting dressed? And I don't know. I just... I just cannot seem to make it work. <laughs> well,
1: it, yeah, it does sound annoying. Like everything is happening very early, and you do want, like, you're craving a slow morning, and you don't have a slow morning. So you're trying yeah. to fit your slow yep. morning desires into a non slow morning. Because even if you are waking up before your girls, you're not waking up before Nico, and Nico is like crazy right now. Yeah, God, mm-hmm. God bless him. I mean, yeah, do take him into the. Will he sit like in a seat in the sh- in the bathroom, not in the shower, but like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he can fully like sit up and and play with things and whatever now. So, um, so maybe I should do that. I'm just. Or maybe I, I, I should just. I'm, bathe you're less. right. I'm trying to have. Maybe you should oh, bathe less. I know that's also. I don't, I feel not good about that.
1: (laughs) Like, can you just like take a shower every other day? I don't like that. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think you, I think you really hit on the main crux of the problem. I'm trying to have a slow morning, but my life and what I want for the rest of my day may not accommodate a slow morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I just need to set a timer and be like, these next 30 minutes are slow morning time. And then after that, if I, even if I got to take Nico in the bathroom with me, I'm getting dressed. I'm getting a start on the day. Maybe try to have a best of both worlds situation. Yeah. I don't yeah.
1: Know. Maybe that could work. That could work.
0: <laughs> anyway, this was ultimately to say You know, I started off the year with such, I I really did think this was going to be such a simple thing. Even as I was saying it out loud on the show, I was like, this is so dumb to make this like the main goal that I want out of mornings is just to get up and get dressed. I mean, like fully dressed, make up the whole thing so that by the time drop off is over, I am freaking ready to take on whatever I need to tackle that day. Um, I thought that was going to be so simple. And here it is the end of February. And I have, I'm just like consistently failing at my one. My one thing. For okay. Well,
1: maybe take baby beer. steps and just do the bath and the dressed and don't worry about the hair and the makeup. And then okay. just do that when you get home. And then that's. Yeah. That's true. Just start with that because maybe, okay. maybe the whole thing ends up feeling too daunting in the morning yeah. where you're like, yeah. ugh, it's like so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know. That's I true. don't have much wisdom for you because I'm also not a morning person. I mean,. We wake up late, <laughs> like every morning. I mean, and I don't yeah. mean like we're waking up like too late. Like we get to school on yeah. time, but like we wake up and we move because we don't mm-hmm. give ourselves much time. To just be lazy around in the morning because we will want to be sleeping.
0: <laughs> See, I am. I don't mind getting up early. I genuinely don't. Um, but I just don't want to be hurried first thing. Well, is sure. My big resistance. I don't sure. mind getting up early. I don't want to have to immediately go into hurry, hurry, hurry mode. That's why that's one of the main reasons I get up early. Does that right. makes sense. Right. Okay. Well, baby steps.
1: Baby set out steps. set
0: out your clothes, skip your makeup. Okay give I rep- like it
1: report back next month. I'm curious abs- also you were really yeah. sick
0: again. So you know yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. All right. so Rebecca We are drawing near to the end of another bachelor season. You and I have talked about how we just talked about this on our what our, what, what we're watching um, episode on the main uh, show feed. So this has been a kind of wacky season of the Bachelor. In some ways, Peter, our bachelor has, well, he's kind of been a a bummer a little bit (laughs) of a bachelor. He's made some real questionable decisions and the cast of contestants. Now I, I feel like I may be more informed on this opinion than you are because I spend a lot of time on the bachelor subreddit and they have a lot of opinions about the contestants. Um, But it seems like the contestants by and large, generally speaking, um are younger, mm-hmm. maybe more immature, maybe more prone to drama, seem less, mm-hmm. genuinely, seem to be less of them there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I came across this article on The Ringer, and it's called How the Bachelor Franchise Became an Influencer Launchpad. And it talks about the connection between specifically, not just reality TV in general, but specifically The Bachelor um, really set in motion this thing of becoming like a staying around in Bachelor Nation to uh, capitalize on that fame to become an influencer. Did you have a chance to read through the article?
1: I did yeah. read through it this morning, and it yeah. was very thorough.
0: It was quite long. <laughs> it is. It's a long read for sure. It we'll, was, I'll put a link in the show notes if y'all want to check it out.
1: But it was very insightful and kept my attention the whole time. It was very fascinating.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious for from your perspective, because you are a very long time Bachelor Nation, Bachelor fan, have you seen, do you feel like, you've seen a progression in the contestants, particularly on The Bachelor, because then you have women contestants and they tend to be uh, more of who you think of in the influencer space on Instagram. Have you seen a change in the sort of perceived motivations of contestants over time?
1: Well, I don't know. It kind of seems to me like, and and this is a little bit something that the article was touching on, but what came first, you know, like the chicken or the egg? So like, is it, Is it that the motivations are changing or is it that these things are just kind of like uh, they're like automatically becoming influencers now at this point? And so um, it's almost just like thrust upon them, whether they really want it or not. Right. Like maybe they're not going into it thinking I am 100 percent going to try to stay on as long as I can. And then I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to sell you know, ads on my social media. Maybe that's not actually their motivation, but then they leave the show and they suddenly have 500,000 followers and they're being offered, you know, advertising stuff. And so it, it, I'm not sure what is actually, yeah, which came first. Right. Right, Is the motivation changing or not? But I think what is really interesting is how like the show is, is, is talking Mm. about it. Mm-hmm. Where they're kind of like really getting close to that line of, t- of, of of talking about being an influencer, but they kind of still are like hanging back, right? So they talk about for the right reasons, for the re- are they here for the right reasons or not? But they're not really coming out and saying so much like she's just here to get Instagram famous. Like nobody's saying Instagram this season. They did mention hashtags,
0: which I thought was yes. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and there was some, there was some chatter off screen because I think you're right on the actual show. There's very little um, discussion about, you know, like naming specific things. Although I do think it's kind of intimated sometimes. And I'm thinking of like last bachelor season, which was when Colton was the bachelor. Um, there was some discussion amongst the contestants about if somebody was there. Um, well, and and on the show, they'll kind of name it. Like she's just here because she wants to be the next bachelorette. Mm -hmm. I think that that kind of gets talked about, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting to me because like there was some side chatter about on on Colton season that Cassie, who he actually ended up with, um, was maybe somebody who, um, kind of looking at her family circumstances, she has a sister who is, like, an actress or
1: I, dates famous people or something? I think, is, uh, both, I think. I think okay. she might be, like, a real, like, D-level, C-level actress or something. Like, she's has some yeah. really minor roles and then is dating other celebrity people. Right. Yeah. And I am remembering so, this now that you're talking about this, that, yes, there was this question of yeah is she actually here for colton
0: right that she like went on the on the bachelor and was you know kind of just aiming for that influencer status and then behold you know lo and behold the bachelor actually falls in love with her and to the point where he's like it's gonna quit the show because she you know she's kind of trying to push him away and kind of trying to break things off with him and he's like no It's you. It's only you. Um, And so then there was some side chatter too. um, uh, With this season that maybe Victoria F was another one of those people who just kind of wanted to get that Instagram influencer fame. And then, you know, she makes it to the final three and some of her poor behavior and her poor treatment of Peter, this season's bachelor. um, She's been pretty snarky with him. And um, when he confronted her about some rumors that he heard about her, she totally went into gaslighting mode and and shutting down all of his concerns. There was, you know, like maybe she was behaving really badly towards him because she didn't even really want to make it that far in the show to begin with. I don't know. It's just so interesting to think about like how the influencer thing can change the trajectory of what this show's premise was to begin with.
1: Right. No, you're, that's very true because the show originally like once you were off the show it was like pretty much over and i think the article even talked about that that like follow-up about the couples wasn't even happening not even in like traditional media like print media magazines we were not getting regular updates on the successful or not successful couples the show ended and it was over now the show ends and we are just like It's almost like we expect the people that were on the show to completely change their lives, that they are 100 percent Bachelor alum now. And that is their only identity. And they are here to just, like, give us all the updates, give us all the commentary on the next seasons. They're starting all the podcasts about it. Um, They're active on Twitter. Yeah, it really it really is a huge Life change that you're potentially walking into when you're committing to be on the show that has absolutely nothing to do with
0: falling in love. It really, really does. I mean, the the premise of the show has been shaky, really, from the beginning. But I think you're so right. In the past, like, you would get, like, your People magazine cover and, you know, a little feature or whatever. And, and if you get married down the road or if you have a baby down the road, you might get a little bit of a write-up. But that was it. You kind of just, like, faded into obscurity. And that was it. And now, yeah, like you said, it's almost like all of these followers, it's, like, it's thrust upon you. And then what are you going to do? with it. So anyway, I don't know. It was just an interesting article. So like I said, I'm going to put it in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. I think it's just an interesting discussion about influencer culture, broadly speaking, too. Um, the, the Bachelor tie-in is, is um, you know, something Rebecca and I are interested in and some of you Bachelor fans that are listening, to. But yeah, just such a strange, what a, what a time to be alive, Rebecca. <laughs> you know, this is what we
1: need to do. So, behind the scenes, every once in a while, we talk about <clears throat> if we're going to have another co-host. We need to find the co-host who is single, beautiful in their twenties. <laughs> we need to send them on The Bachelor and then sort of awesome. We'll like skyrocket into the Apple podcast ratings <laughs> that's That's the key to us <laughs> growing the show and being mega successful.
0: <laughs> This is the best strategy that we've come up <laughs> with so far. So I'm excited for us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, well that's kind of. Do you have any other thoughts or any other overflow mentions to to share with the superstars before we wrap up? I don't. Th- I don't think so. I. I honestly. <laughs>
1: I honestly can't remember at all. What I talked about last time, except for Harry. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Again, a peek into Rebecca's uh, Harry centric world. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you about. Kind of, I was teasing you just today on Instagram about how you're going to become, before we know it, you're going to be a bookstagrammer. You have been sharing so many of your favorite reads lately. And I think people are really enjoying them. I feel like Rebecca. So I've, you know, over the course of sort of awesome, we've, you know, behind the scenes, especially talked about um, planning our books and reading episodes or end of the year stuff. And you've always been like, you know, I'm not a big reader here. You are reading um, quite a few books and really reviewing them and talking about them. Do you feel like with finding smart, funny, engaging romance, novel books, romance uh, stories that you have found your sort of niche that is lots of fun for you right now? Well, that's
1: a good question because even as you were saying this, I was like, yeah, but all I read is romance. Is that really even what I like?
0: <laughs> well, apparently. <laughs> I know,
1: right? Apparently it is, because it's, like, all I've been reading. I think, though, like, at my core, like, I really do just, I, I like a story about, um, like, broken people. And mm-hmm. I really like stories about relationships. And mm-hmm. so, like, some let me think, what are some books that I really liked before before my sort of awesome days okay i liked the kite runner and the second book that he wrote a thousand splendid sons was like one Mm -hmm. of the most intense reads of my life it was like so good and what was that kitchen one the kitchen the house kitchen the kitchen the kitchen helper no what was it called oh the helper was that one
0: yeah the help is a book the help
1: (laughs) okay but then there was one about the kitchen i think the kitchen house
0: okay
1: something I don't know. It was another book about um, life in the South during slavery and like okay. white and black relationship dynamics and things like that. Those are the kinds of books that I used to read all the time. And then I think I just I think of was kids, you know. I'm just like, yes. oh, if, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, life feels kind of hard enough that I don't necessarily want to read about somebody else having like a really hard life. Um, right. and not that my life is hard, but just like, you know, things just get heavy. I think I move towards wanting to escape more in books sure. yeah. rather than yeah. even be challenged, even a little bit, even if the story is good. Like, I just wanted something light and easy. Um, yeah. And then the awesomes, they keep recommending books to me based off of the last one that I read. And then I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> so I just one thing just leads to another. And yeah, here I am suddenly the spokesperson for romance, which makes me like all kinds of squirmy because I'm kind of always just like, oh, who's going to pick up this book and then have like judgy thoughts about Rebecca off oh, no. reading
0: the sex scene. Ah! Now listen, now listen, here's <laughs> the thing. If you are recommending romance novels, then the you know, the the burden is on the reader to realize I'm picking up a romance novel. So romance novels have a reputation for a reason because, you know, whether it's closed door or open door, almost all of them involve sex and sexuality and those types of things. So I, I would hope nobody would be judgy about that. And I will admit that I am a person who used to kind of look down my nose at romance novels because I just was thinking of the sort of, you know, 1970s and eighties bodice ripper style that i never had read, but I didn't imagine they could have that much plot and character development to them. But once, you know, my friendly Kramer and then lots of the, um, the awesomes who are really smart and, and savvy about, uh, books started recommending romance novels in their regular rotation of things that they're recommending. And I started reading, them. I was like, these are, these are very, a lot of times solidly well-written books with fascinating characters in interesting situations. They're not what I thought they were, and they're highly enjoyable. Well,
1: and I would say that that would also have been a turning point for me also. I most recently read a book that was so lame. It, I hated it. I hated it. I was like, this book is not well-written at all. I couldn't remember who recommended it to me or why I picked it up, but it was in my list of like recommended books that I should look into. And it was not well-written at all. And I was like, this is trash. Not like trashy, but this is like a trash novel. Like, this is not mm-hmm. well-written. My standards are so much higher than this book. <laughs> And and there's, like, good quality books like that out there. So, yeah, I think that part of that has been a a turning point for sure for me in, like, what I'm reading. So, yeah.
0: Well, here we are. Rebecca Hoffer, the accidental (laughs) bookstagrammer.
1: I guess so. And I have to tell you, speaking of, like, recommending things and then that being, like, on them, I think it's so easy for me to, like, say something just kind of like, ah, just throw this onto Instagram and then not always think about, like... (laughs) the actual like person behind that screen that might be reading it i had somebody come up to me at my mom's group at church and she said so you were talking about harry styles and i looked him up and like i don't know if i get it and i was mortified i was mortified this, Why? Well, this girl used to be part of. I don't. I don't think it was the Amish church, but like a very conservative church, like that. Yeah. She only dresses in skirts. She. I like just like a very like. I don't think it was the Amish church, but she was part of a very very conservative church. She since has yeah. moved to our church, and I just was like, oh dear heavens, yeah. <laughs> not hey, a- you- not everybody <laughs> paying attention to me on Instagram. I don't know. I just felt embarrassed. I was like, I cannot imagine her looking up Harry Styles in his pearl necklaces and (laughs) jumpsuits and thinking, "Huh, Rebecca looks like a normal girl at our mom's group, but she—this girl's weird."
0: But what is she into? Here's the work you're doing in the world, Rebecca. You are expanding people's horizons. Oh, okay. You're helping this friend at mom's group be like, you know what? Everybody likes what they like and that's okay. And it's <laughs> like, okay, if I don't get it and she can get it and I don't, and that's fine. You're helping people explore new things. And you know what? For every one person who doesn't get your hairy obsession, who knows how many people you have ignited a new passion For Harry or for One Direction or for romance novels or whatever. And you don't know. Uh, Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well,
0: All (laughs) all right. Well, that is the overflow of awesome from us for right now. So thank you all as always so much for your support of sort of awesome. Genuinely, genuinely, we could not keep the show going without you. We're so thankful. Um, for all of you, we had a great time combing through the reader surveys that we did at the, you know, sort of into of 2019 into at the beginning of 2020. Um, got some great feedback from you all, so we're going to uh, be uh, bringing some changes, maybe making things even a little bit more sparkly and better and rewarding for those of you who support Sword Awesome around here. So thank you so much for lending your voice to those surveys. And so Rebecca, any? reminders of where we can find you before we leave off. I think most of our superstars know, but just in case they don't, in case they want to follow your Harry and other uh, passions
1: (laughs) along the way. (laughs) Look me up on Instagram. It's where I babble about all the stuff that embarrasses me at some point. You can find me at Simply Rebecca.
0: All right. You guys who do can find me at sort of awesome Meg, um, all over the place. Um, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, we would love to have you facebook.com slash group slash S a superstars. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Bye.